Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I don't even... I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I should have written something down before I got started. I didn't think... I, I mean... God, where'd even start? I've got a hundred pages of case notes here, but even I can't seem to put the damn things in order. I, I thought I knew what was going on, but I I think I for, forgot something. Some, somewhere. Somehow. This was the ninth, tenth, if you count Richard Seaver, and and I do. Most people don't, but but I think. No, 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 no! It's not real. It's not real. It's not. Sorry, uh, sorry. Everything's just things like they are. I. Let's let's start from the beginning. So, um it's January 6. Yeah, yeah, January 6, 20. Does this thing auto date stamp? I think Let me let me look at the instructions here. Jesus. You've got to be kidding me. This thing has an auto sensor? Who the decided that was a good idea? Ugh. Mary H. Mother of Okay, this is Detective Sam Bailey of the Agate Shore Police Department recording for the first time with this contraption because Jerry said, oh, it's easier than typing everything out. And I guess that's right, because that computer's just another contraption I have to work with on this job, and I might as well save some time for all the other nothing I've got to do around here. Look, I'm not just getting on this thing to hear the sound of my own voice, is what I'm saying. God knows I don't like it, but Oslo County's finally joining the 21st century and accepting audio logs in place of case files, so here we are. Here. We. Are. Right. Hold up at the 7-Eleven down on Front Street. A couple of hooligans in ski masks with BB guns. Probably just kids on their Christmas break passing through. All they took were a few cases of beer. Drove off south, but no one caught their license plate. And if those security cameras Rick put in ever worked, maybe that wouldn't be a problem. Called up to the station in Arrowhead. Told them to watch out for an old red jeep. Uh, old Miss Miller called this morning to say her basement was flooded and she needed help. Told her it, that was impossible since we live in the desert, but she kept insisting, so I sent two officers to help her. It's not like they had anything else to do, and it's the least we could do for all the cookies she sent to the station. Alan called back to say she was telling the truth, and the water was up to his knees. Don't know if the other officer was in on the joke or not, but they stayed there all day, bailing water, supposedly. Sure. A couple of drunken disorderlies at Chuck's last night. Just the usual. Though there was one out-of-towner. Jim said he stood up on the table and started singing in Mexican before he fell off and banged his head. 
I doubt Jim knows Spanish from Arabic, but I didn't feel like pressing the issue since we were already dragging the sorry sap out of the bar to get him to the hospital. He was gone next morning, but no one saw him leave. <sighs> Figures. Didn't have any idea on him, but we got his description if he ever shows up again. Black hair, blue eyes, pale Caucasian, fancy clothes. Hospital's breathing down my neck about who's going to pay the bill. I say, bill for what? And they say, ER services. But all they did was put an ice pack on his head and let him sleep in one of the hot. That was six months ago. First time recording. Jesus. I mean, I couldn't even tell what was important or not. I just, I just read the whole damn notepad. I, Let's try, uh... And I swear to God, if Alan doesn't stop stapling both copies of these reports together, I'm going to take him out back and shoot him myself. It's an act of mercy. <sighs> Sorry, that's... That probably shouldn't be on this tape. Uh, official business only and all that. Jeez, they even wrote that on top of the recorder in big red letters in case I forgot. But who else am I going to talk to about these things? I mean, I mean, is it really more professional to complain to a co-worker than a machine? And I can't talk to anybody in town. Word travels too quick. I mean, I tell Jim about Alan, Jim tells Mary, Mary tells Abby, Abby tells Jerry, and Jerry tells Alan. <sighs> and if this tape gets played in county court someday, which I find unlikely, nobody on Agate Shore will hear it. Probably. I'm... I'm avoiding the issue, I guess. Just don't want to talk about it. A kid went missing at school today. The Martins boy, Pat. A good kid. Too shy for his own good, sure, but smart. Curious. A couple of the other kids saw him wander off into the lake bed. It, it was an agate hunting trip. I mean, there were too many kids for Miss Maisie to keep track of, and... The volunteer parent bailed at the last second. I saw him at Chuck's last night. He's probably still hungover. That's... That's an ambulance, not a patrol car. God, I hope that's not... Sam! There's been another one. Jesus, no. Another three. A couple of teenagers from Arrowhead. Up for spring break. They were they were car camping out on the lake bed, smoking or drinking or you know, whatever kids do out there. Alan went out to check on them when he saw their Jeep out there. He it, it was just like Pat. Stone dead in the middle of the desert, their lungs full of water. Salt water. Then Alan tries to tell me that when he got to the car, it was flooded all the way to the windows, and the kids were floating in it, that when he opened the door, it all spilled out and, and soaked in the ground before anyone else got there. I mean, God, Alan, people are dying out there. I, the least you could do is stop cracking jokes about people who are... Alan's dead. He... I... I it was... His 
just like all the others. Water in his lungs, his skin colder than it should have been out on the lake bed in the sun. The coroner said the same thing he did with the others, that he drowned on salt water in the middle of the desert. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. This is the first time I've recorded anything in a while. I, I couldn't just sit in my office. I, I couldn't... I couldn't breathe in there. It felt like I was... I, I don't know why. I thought it'd be better here of all places, but, but it is. I, I, I couldn't get away from them in the office. Oslo sent up a new team of investigators. They they think it's a serial killer. Some someone with a, a fixation on the old salt lake, but but I it it took me a while to figure out how to move this thing. Uh, they they had it mounted to my desk, but I, I I did manage to get it off. But but I couldn't take it home. Maybe it's it's quieter there, but I I couldn't just tell it to the recorder. I had to... I, I needed to... I'm sorry, Alan. They're dead. They're all dead. All four of them. Marcus, Clarice, Han, Evan. I barely even knew their names before before I got the coroner's report. The whole team from Oslo. That's, that's nine in four months. Five cops and four kids. They were out on the lake. They, they called it a stakeout, but I, I don't know what they were hoping to find. Maybe they were going to use one of them as bait or something? They were... Still on their serial killer theory, trying to chase down leads on that guy who disappeared out of the hospital in January, right before all this started, the one singing in Spanish, or, or whatever it was. Now, no one's seen him since, but they were so sure, so confident, so determined, that nothing I, nothing I said... I told them it wasn't a serial killer. Tried to tell Han what I knew. I thought he might listen. But he just laughed in my face. It was the last time we spoke. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's finally stopped raining. I, I took Russell out for a walk for... I, I guess it must have been the first time in weeks last night. I was just letting him out on the porch before. Gross, I, I know, but I just couldn't go out in that. But, but last night, I, I couldn't sleep, and and then the rain finally stopped, so I... The gutters were still flooded. Nothing drains properly here. I, I guess it's because we live in the desert, despite what the weather wants us all to think. I had my boots on, and of course, Russell was having a blast with all the puddles. He was going to make a mess of the carpets when we got back, but I didn't care. It's, it's not like I'm trying to impress anyone. Not, not anymore. And I was too distracted to really notice. Even if it was dark and there wasn't much to look at, except maybe the streetlights. I could smell the water, though. I know it's impossible, but it smelled like the ocean. Like salt. Like the way the lake used to when... I was hypnotized by it all. By the streetlights passing by and the smell and... Something. And something else. The sound of waves. And then all the lights went out again. <sighs> Russell started barking right away. I noticed it too. I... I couldn't see anything, not, not then, but 
I, I felt something. Someone. Watching. Waiting. Considering. There wasn't a moon last night, and what was left of the rain clouds was hiding the stars. But it still wasn't dark. Not like it... Not like it should have been. You know how when you're swimming in a lake and you open your eyes? How there's that kind of green-gray glow all around you? It, it was like that. Except if you were at the very bottom of the deepest lake you could think of, and... There was barely any of that light, but it was still all around you. No up, no no down, and no real source that you could see. And you look up to try and find the sun, the, the way back to the surface, and it's... gone. And it's... it's gone. And then I felt like there was water in my lungs. And I was coughing and choking on the ground. Trying to breathe. Ru Russell. Russell saved me. He was barking at the shadows behind one of the dead streetlights. Then I thought I saw something moving there. Something tall and pale, but I, I only saw it for for a second. My eyes were watering. I, I, was, I was crying. And then Russell was licking my face, snapping me out of whatever it was. And then I was crying again. Jesus, crying over the fact I was... I was alive. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the profanity filter's broken. I haven't tried to fix it. The, the filter, the lights, the generators... Everything keeps breaking down. I guess except... Everything except the cars. Those are still working have to be. People just keep leaving. Jerry found the guy. The, the guy from the bar that night last January. The, the pale one with black hair and blue eyes and nice clothes singing in another language. He was... He was murdered behind the supermarket. He was... He'd been dead four days before anyone noticed the smell. There was no one taking out the garbage anymore. There... There wasn't any water in the lungs this time. The autopsy says he died of shock, completely unrelated to the other deaths. It could be. He was older than I thought he'd be, and at 67 if his ID was legit. And he did have it this time. Just just an expired driver's license from Montana. Maybe it wasn't another drowning. But, but he'd been out in the sun for four days. It could have evaporated or drained out or, or something. Anything. I, I don't know. His name was Richard Seaver. It's... it's over. They're all gone. Everyone. They were already... they were already leaving and... this was just the last 
straw. Jim was out on the lake. Nobody knows what he was doing out there. He, he worked a full night at Chuck's. He should have just gone home to, to marry. And but, but someone on the highway saw him wandering out there alone. Alone on the salt flat. They couldn't tell if he was moving away from town or running towards it, but they pulled off and, and drove over to him. By the time they got to where they, they thought they'd seen him, they... It was just like all the others. Almost. But he had a, a note in his hand. He was pretty well crushed and, and soaked almost all the way through. It pretty much fell apart the moment I pulled it out of his hand, but, but there was only one word on it, written over and over again. Restore. 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 I'm sorry, Helen. I should have known what this was right from the start. The signs were all there. The lake bed, the drownings, the weather. Hell, even Miss Miller's flooded basement. It's so goddamn obvious. Even you could have figured it out. If only... If only I ever told anyone. I grew up here, in Agate Shore. I know, I know, I, I play the big city cop so well. Dragged here against my will, and it's also kind of true. When I went to school, I never wanted to end up working back here. But no one else would take me, though. Guess I was too bad with computers to actually fit in at any other PD. Maybe... Maybe it was Agate Shore trying to... Back when I was a kid, there was actually a shore. There was actually a lake. You're too young to remember it. Hell, I'm, I'm almost too young myself. They built the dam when I was in third grade and the lake was gone by the next summer. But before that, I was, I was always out there with my parents. My mom and dad would swim out in the lake early in the morning and then teach me to swim in the shallows in the afternoon. We went out there as, as often as we could, sometimes three or four times a week in the warm season. I, I was a pretty good swimmer by the time I started kindergarten, and then I decided I would try to do what my parents did, swim out to the middle of the salt lake and just, just float in the sun. But they would never let me go out that far. My dad would jump in and pull me back to shore, and and tell me it wasn't safe out there. So one day, my parents forgot the towels in the car and, and ran back to fetch them. I, I... I jumped into the lake and just started swimming. Uh, I was a good swimmer, yeah, but not half as good as I thought I was. It was late February and the lake was still cold. I made it about 20 yards before my arms started seizing up. I tried kicking to keep going, but my legs were already stiff and I I couldn't seem to stay afloat. And then my legs rose too. Then I was sinking. You, you know when you're swimming in a lake and, and you open your eyes? How there's that kind of 
green-gray glow all around you and you can't tell which way is up. That's what it was like. Except I knew I was getting deeper and deeper by the second. I tried to scream before I went under, but that just filled my lungs with water. I was drowning, and stupid as I was, I knew there was no one coming to save me. And then I heard it. The voice. I, I don't know if it was the lake itself talking, or, or some creature or monster or what. For a long time, I, I thought it was just my own imagination, or that maybe it was God. I don't think so now. What would you do to save yourself? it asked. Anything, I thought. What would you give to save yourself? it asked. Anything, I said. Who would you give to save yourself? I wasn't thinking clearly. My, my brain just couldn't get the oxygen. And I was afraid. So... So afraid. Anyone I managed. Just before I blacked out. When I woke up, I was in the hospital with my parents watching over me. I never did get a straight answer out of them about what happened. They said I made it out of the water just in time, but they never said how I got out, or who pulled me out. But I could still hear the sound of the waves in my head. I still hear them now, every once in a while. For years, I, I thought one of them swam in and, and saved me, but, but didn't want to say it. That they didn't want to scare me. Now I'm not so sure. I never really got the chance to ask them. The lake took them both back a, a few months later. Restore. 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 Anything. Anything. Anyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homestead on the Corner Writing Podcast. This was my first attempt at doing an audio drama like this, and I pretty much wore my influences on my sleeve with this one. I'd like to thank the producers of Welcome to Night Vale, and especially The Bridge. Seriously, if you aren't listening to The Bridge, go listen to it. All of it. Right now. This episode was written, produced, and edited by me, Trevor Van Winkle, and featured sound effects from freesounds.org and music from incompetech.com. If you'd like to read more of my writing, check out homesteadonthecorner.wordpress.com to read my blog, or visit graislandtales.com to read my full-length novels. That's G-R-A-Z-L-A-N-D Tales.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Trevor underscore VW. Feel free to come by and say hi. I'd love to meet you all. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Homestead on the Corner Writing Podcast on the podcasting app of your choice. It really helps to get the podcast out there. Well, that's about all for now. From the Homestead on the Corner, have a great day, and keep writing. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure, a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.